To try to capture, define and explain the radical grace of God could take a lifetime, if it were even possible. People throughout the centuries have endeavoured to find ways to express the genuine meaning of grace through various writings, songs and poetry. We know what it means, of course, but to try to express what it feels like to have personally experienced God's grace is a real creative challenge. I'm Angelique Detoy and I'm delighted that you've joined me on this encouraging podcast called That's Grace. The Apostle Paul asked the question, how can one describe the greatest life privilege of all? That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You can see that in Romans 5 verse 8. That's grace. Despite how deep in the dirt we may be, Jesus made a way for us to be right in his sight, to be made right now so that we can be rescued for the future and indeed for all eternity. That's amazing grace. I would say the experiential knowledge of grace is better caught than it is taught. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, we're encouraged by the words that it is by God's grace, his remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to his son, Jesus Christ, that you have been saved. What does it mean to be saved? To be actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, it's not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God, not as a result of your own works, nor your attempts to keep any laws or any rituals or anything that you might feel you have to do in a certain way or on a certain day, but it's pure grace so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. I've taken poetic license in that verse, but really to try and express just how amazing this grace is in our lives. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, and I'm reading out of the Message Bible, he writes, What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him, this Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, because Jesus was raised from the dead, We've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. As you're listening to this podcast, I'm quite sure you also are looking around the world at the time of American elections, COVID that just seems to be hanging on way beyond its sell-by date and uh, we are just looking at situations and wondering to ourselves what is this all about anyway? Well it's when it comes to that sort of questioning in our minds that we can go back to this verse in First Peter chapter 1 and just know that God is keeping careful watch over us and our future and that indeed is grace. These are the times that I personally say that I get inside uh, under his wings and I tuck in tight because there is so much to life that could have you questioning and wondering, being in fear and being anxious. But when we understand that grace is God's unmerited favor, his love, 
it's his grace pure and simple that's available to us at every turn especially when we need things to turn around in our lives that's when we know we can ask another question which is if it were not for God's grace where would we be God loves to surprise us with his gifts of grace but don't expect him to do the same thing the same way all the time he is, of course, omniscient, omnipresent, and deeply involved in your life. If you have received this gracious gift of his life in exchange for yours, you can live in continual high expectation. Receiving his grace is the first part of your responsibility. The second part is to live in recognition of his grace. Never make the mistake of taking his grace for granted or handling it lightly. Grace is the gift of God himself to you. God himself. Wow, quite a thought. And he can do things in a multitude of different ways. He is multidimensional or powerful and manages matters in the way that he chooses. He is always just and fair. Don't lock God out of your life because you have an unmet expectation because he didn't work out something in a certain way. He has a myriad of ways to bring situations to a conclusion. Don't limit God by your limited thinking. Rather pray, believe, and then receive his gracious outworking. I'd like to share with you a story that Jesus told, which I've called Grace in the Vineyard. Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew told a parable that expressed his grace as it works in the kingdom of heaven. He said a wealthy landowner got up early one morning to hire workers to labor in his vineyard. An agreement on the day's wages was reached between the landowner and the workers. A few hours later, the landowner hired more workers to get the job done. This process took place a few times during the day with the landowner taking on the last crew of workers just before nightfall. At the end of the day, when the time came for the workers to receive their wages, those who were recruited last were paid the exact amount as those who had been hired first thing that morning. When they received the same amount, the first workers began to protest, believing that they should have earned more. The landowner, who is a picture of God and his generosity and grace, answered that he had done no wrong, as everyone had agreed to work for a certain wage. You see, the workers never recognized the loving, abundant grace of God. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 13 to 15, out of the Voice Bible, Jesus speaking, he says, Friend, no one has been wronged here today. This isn't about what you deserve. You agreed to work for a day's wage, didn't you? So take your money and go home. I can give my money to whomever I please, and it pleases me to pay everyone the same amount of money. Do you think that I don't have the right to dispose of my money as I wish? Or does my generosity somehow prick you?
time as I was writing this chapter, I was one of the speakers at a conference called Fearless and Faithful. The closing speaker of the day was none other than the inspirational preacher Ivy Sutton. Her message on grace was memorable. Each nugget she shared beautifully encased the essence of God's grace. This piece caught my attention. Ivy said, grace is radically unbalanced because there is no but. It is unconstitutional, uncontrollable, unpredictable, uncommon, and unfair. But in God's eyes, grace is perfect love. Yes, that's grace. Grace is inconceivable to our finite minds. Just imagine, everyone who genuinely says yes gets the same reward. God's grace is just and fair. It only needs to be received. And also for us to be reminded that there is no such thing as accidental grace. Grace is grace. When we ask God what is on his agenda each day, we can be fully expectant of his grace to work even when it seems like a small or perhaps even insignificant matter. One experience I had immediately comes to mind. I was at an appointment and one that I didn't necessarily have to attend. Nonetheless, I'd made a commitment to be there, so I thought, best I go. Despite diligently following my GPS's instructions, I found myself going around the same traffic circle because the digital voice was telling me I had reached my destination. But where was I? I pulled off to the side of the road, called the number of the office I was meant to be at and finally reached my destination. On the way, I found my way to the restroom and the reason for my divine delay became clear. Cleaning the restroom in that moment was a vibrant young woman singing at the top of her voice God's praises and she was not shy about it. Her joy was tangible. I reached out in conversation and asked her her name and she said my name is Francina and God has made my heart so happy. Well, I responded that she'd made my day, but having to get to my appointment on time, I moved on asking if she would be working on that particular floor for the rest of the day. During the meeting, I could not get Francina out of my mind. She had a menial job and probably didn't earn much, but in her little world, she had found the living water that kept her refreshed and filled with joy. And this she overflowed to others. After a rather lengthy meeting, I felt this nudge, an inner nudge, that I have known many times before. Then I heard that inner voice. Go and extend my grace to Francina and bless her with some money. I walked back to the restroom where I had met her earlier, only to discover she was not there. I started to pace the corridors looking for the next restroom in the hope of finding her, but not one of them held my happy cleaner. I stepped outside and I asked the Lord to lead me to her. He had given me the instruction. He would provide the way for it to be fulfilled. I sensed that I should turn around and walk back from whence I had come. I kept walking and walking and then a door swung open and it seemed like Francina appeared out of nowhere. She looked at me with wide eyes and all I could hear her saying was, 
you came back, you came back. To this day, I don't know what Francina had been praying for, but God knew that I was to be part of that answer. I gave her a warm hug, slipped some money into her hand, and she just about dropped to the floor. I thought she'd fainted. In a defining moment in time, both Francina and I experienced God's unfathomable grace. When favour and grace are upon one's life as a crown, your life cannot go by unnoticed. That grace on Francina's life was undeniably noticeable. J.R.R. Tolkien says, There is some good in this world and it's worth fighting for. And I would agree. It's worth fighting for in time and searching out someone to extend the beautiful act of grace. that God's grace operates deeply and unmistakably when we are willing to be part of the solution. When we become God with skin onto others and for others, grace works at its pinnacle. His grace reaches farther when we reach out and touch somebody's life or meet their need. God can do it all a billion times over. But in his manifold wisdom and his highest purpose, he is elected to work through you and through me. And the quicker and more readily we say yes to him, the swifter we will get the work done. When God's sovereignty intertwines with us faithfully carrying out our responsibilities, God's grace is overwhelmingly present. His grace is just and fair. It only needs to be received. His grace is ours because he loves us deeply. His love for you and me nailed him to a cross. Those nails didn't keep him there. Knowing the grace that would be extended to our lives did. His grace is without equal. You will never find salvation in any other, not any other person or any other thing. That's his grace extended to you. God's grace is not time-bound, but his grace is eternal. His grace reaches out to every person on earth, but each one must respond and receive his grace as their own. His grace is everywhere. We must merely be in the moment to see it, to act on it, and then be grateful for this indescribable gift. God mostly uses the simple and day-to-day matters of our lives to accomplish his plan. Yet many wait for years for that cataclysmic event before they ascribe something wonderful to God. He usually, however, works through that quiet voice, the gentle nudge, the seemingly insignificant ways that often translate into magnificent outcomes if we will only follow his gracious clues. Our prayer really needs to be, God, wake me up to your grace. 
So how have you experienced God's grace? And maybe sometime you want to jot down your experiences like I have almost on a day-to-day basis. I make a note of where I've experienced God's grace. It's incredibly faith-building on the days that you find yourself losing a bit of traction. And I've known for certain that they are faith boosters for times in the future. How do you embrace more of his grace in your daily lifestyle? What reminders can you give yourself to keep you alert to his moments of grace? Because they abound and they surround you. And I think it's such a wonderful practice to thank him every day for his grace that is poured out on you, sometimes in the little things that you might even see as a frustration, but you have no idea that he's kept you delayed to keep you protected, or that he's denied you something for your ultimate good. I want you to ponder this as I close out on this podcast, is that God and his grace are one. When you receive grace, you receive God. Timothy Keller sums it up wonderfully. He says, there are some needs that only you can see. There are some hands that only you can hold. There are some people that only you can reach. And I would encourage you today and say, extend your grace to those because it is just perhaps that person who is needing, like Francina did that day, just a touch from you, a gift from you, a smile from you, a word of encouragement from you. That's grace. So from my heart to yours, enjoy a grace-filled week. Until next time.